0: So I just uh received a note from a loyal listener uh Anise Kanji mm-hmm. that uh there is a Scotia Bank commercial with a tragically hip song.
1: Yes, you are ahead by a century, I believe.
0: Yeah. You're, you've heard this? I believe so. Your thoughts? I think this is the first time that the hip have uh, have sold, have licensed their music. I don't know. I don't know if it is the first time. C- commercial? I don't remember. We've been talking, you know, over the past number of episodes about a number of these artists selling uh, their catalogs to, uh to companies that will help to continue monetizing uh their their music in, in in various ways whether that is I don't know getting it on CD baby or getting it on a on a a, a bank's commercial your your thoughts on on the tragically hip if you have any
1: Um, do I have any thoughts on the tragically hip doing commercials? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I I don't know the business decision behind it. Um, again, keeps the, every time you throw this question to me, that's usually my response, which is, I don't, I don't don't know the, I don't know the motivation. Yeah. If you had, if you had given me, you know, a heads up that we were going to talk about this on the pre-show, welcome to the (laughs) pre-show. Then I might've done some (laughs) research to find out. You You do
0: research. Hold on a second. Wait a minute. Okay, so I asked this question to walk off the earth. Uh, more than 10 years ago, they were at uh, tangerine, Tangerine bank. And you know they had you know done some they were popular at the time for doing uh, doing covers and putting them up on YouTube and really, you know, having a lot of fun. And I, I, I asked the question, one of the questions I asked them was this whole idea and concept of selling out as artists, you know? Um, and uh, what I was told was that, you, you know, you need to make money in this business it's not just a – it's it's not a labor of love. At, you know, there's still mortgages or rents to pay, food to put on the table, and, uh, and all of these things. And so they said, if you can make money from your art, then more power to you. For sure. You know? So,
1: yeah. So – I don't, I don't know. Never if, I, don't, I don't know if selling your songs to a commercial is quote unquote selling out. I think I think there are people that believe it is. Yeah, of course. For yeah, sure. that's why we asked the question. For right? sure. I mean, the amount of royalties I make, more Jeff, because he was a songwriter for the intro and, and exit song for Welcome to the Music from the band The Life. I mean, it's it's insane the royalty checks we get from that. Yeah. So you, you don't necessarily- We sold out. <laughs> we, I mean, I had to ask Jeff's permission to sell out,
0: but we sold out. Yes, yes. Yeah, your pay, your payment is is uh, is I allow you to be my friend every Tuesday evening for wow. an hour. <laughs> Sometimes an hour and 15 minutes. Wow. <laughs> but no, it's um, my opinion on- artists monetizing their music however they want to, it's up to them. You know, if if they want to, um, you know, put it in a movie, awesome. They want to put it on a commercial, great. Uh, I don't think we should have a problem uh, with that because, you know, this whole space has changed. It's, you know, a lot of people are still getting, music for free or not necessarily paying yep. for it. Those who are paying for it, maybe it's not a lot, right? Like, <coughs> excuse me, I, you know, use Spotify, not paying for it, but, you know, accessing it through a, a an app that the music industry has, has bought into. Um, and I know they're not making a lot of money, the artists, through through that app um you know and, and so there's all of these uh things that the the artists are up against and so you know to make money however they need to is, is i'm cool with that myself mm-hmm. um one question that i didn't ask our last guest um we had uh the author of um oh my goodness. I gotta look through Love Her hand. Madly. Love her madly. Thank you very much, Bill Cosgrave. Um John Densmore, the drummer of the Doors, um, he sued the other members because he felt that having the music on commercials would be selling out and that the doors music should not be on commercials. So that, that, that I thought was interesting.
1: So he wasn't happy when Love Her Madly was sold for an adult sex toy manufacturer?
0: I don't know. I haven't read his book. Maybe we should get him on the podcast. (laughs) Hi, the following podcast is brought to you by Radical Road Brewery, the best craft beer in the heart of Leslieville. Find them at 1177 Queen Street East. That's Radical Road Brewery. Welcome to Lost Lost Venues Part 1. Greg, you at what age, at what age did you start playing gigs? And and what was the name of the band?
1: Uh, I was started playing gigs. I think when I was sixteen, and that would have been Plastic Dolls. Plastic Dolls, which Plastic Dolls is a Zed Dolls Z. F an awesome name. I I'll think kind of take off of the New York Dolls, but sure.
0: Yeah, um, out of out of the schwa. Out of Whitby, out of Whitby. I'm sorry, out of Whitby, Ontario. Uh, not to be confused with uh, Whip, the bus Whitby thing.
1: and Ajax. Actually, it would be Whitby Whip, and Ajax. Whitby Ajax. I think. Say, Mike, Sean, myself, Jimmy. Yeah, Whitby Ajax. So was it local
0: Whitby Ajax um, bars, coffee shops? You guys played in?
1: Um, not, not coffee shops uh yeah local local events we would we would um rent spaces and put on our own events
0: oh you'd rent your own space
1: yeah yeah we'd rent like Iroquois arena the upstairs and when I want to say Iroquois arena I'm not talking the arena. The, whole talking arena the party the party room the kids party room upstairs kids, it wasn't the yeah. kids party room but it was the, it was like the you know the, the where you'd have a stag and doe kind of thing um yeah. What was your and we first rent, like the Italian club and places like
0: that to play? What was the first venue like? The first venue that they invited you, or that they finally agreed to this pestering sixteen-year-old kid who was looking for a break? Like, what was that? What was that first venue? Do you remember? Yeah, it
1: certainly, it certainly wasn't me that was driving it, but it, but I think I think the first real, not real, because those were real shows and they were you know well attended. Um, but the first Toronto show, maybe that's a okay. better way to put it. The first Toronto show would have been at a place on um, college. Okay. Uh, is it college? or The, the Orbit Room? No, nope. Larry's Hideaway. Is that College of at that point? Larry's right hide Hideaway. Right beside the gardens. Right beside the gardens. Well, right across from Maple Leaf Gardens. Carlton. 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 Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Carlton. Uh, yeah it was on carleton uh, on the south side and it was i mean it's like just an iconic iconic place that name comes uh,
0: up is. in a lot of uh like music biographies or music books mm-hmm. of toronto back in the uh yep back in the day
1: yep it's um it was it was funny because we were well we were we were a new wave band um we probably had like either silver lame or white satin suits with pink frills, probably. A beauty. Um, Very, very, very new romantic, very Duran Duran kind of look.
0: And this is plastic uh, dolls still.
1: This is plastic dolls. And uh, Larry's Hideaway was, was, um, (laughs) it was a dirty, seedy, Bar, yeah, his, history, you know, history will remember it as an iconic place. Um, but it was, oh, I remember it was, I mean, I'm a Whitby kid and I'm coming to Toronto for my first gig. And you walk in this place and the smell is just gross. You know, I'm 17 years old, I think, at the time. And yeah, it was, uh, and it's, Dirty and 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 awesome all at once. I had had to skip school for the afternoon. Did Irene and Peter know you were skipping school? Yeah, they did. Yeah, okay, because yeah. they're yeah, two they...
0: teachers, right? So yeah, I, yeah. That's what I
1: was. yeah, they weren't. Yeah, they were cool about it. Okay, um, I think they did. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> no, I'm pretty. I, they must have. They must have. Because I took the car. I I took their car, so they must okay. have. <laughs> they, they must, must have, have known. known. Um, yeah, and it was just like. I remember, I remember getting ready, and we were in the quote-unquote band change room, and uh, and and I've commented on a couple of Facebook posts and stuff about this. Um, I remember this guy the door opens we're in this room we got a washroom there's a room and then there's this door we don't know where the door goes to and the door opens and this guy walks out of obviously his bathroom in his underwear it's all he's wearing walks through the change room into our our his bathroom (laughs) and you realize that the that the band room (laughs) the band change room or backstage is some dude's living room between his bedroom and his bathroom. I'm 17 year old going, the hell am I doing here?
0: Wait, like, <laughs> was it like the, 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 the manager of the place was living back there. No, I have no idea. It random was. Dude. I think he was a
1: tenant. There was like, there was apartments I think in there as well. So it's like some random dude and he's like, Hey, how you doing? goes and takes a piss walks back goes back into his bedroom and closes the door <laughs> in his underwear still like like no oops oh, And yeah. go get through yeah, a yeah. pair of jeans or something yeah 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 that's that's probably that's my favorite and again not again and uh larry's hideaway burnt down i can't remember how many years later not a lot of years later um so there are a lot of people that have you know Way more stories and way more history than than I did going there once as a seventeen year old. But uh, oh, I got I've got tears. I'm loud. I'm crying here.
0: Was that was uh, that your that first? Was, was that were you guys uh, opening for someone playing for someone? Were you on a bill with a few other bands? Do you remember? I,
1: I think I think we were we were on a bill with others. We were I'm sh- I'm sure we were the first band on. I'm sure we were opening. Um, there's no way we were anything other than that. Um, and I think. I think Sean mentioned something cause we were just talking about this on Facebook. A bunch of us, uh, we were talking about how glamorous the life of a musician on the road is. <laughs> um, we, we can get to that at some point, but, uh, yeah, no, it was, uh, it, Sean commented something about he remembers, I don't remember this. I mean, memories are fuzzy from yeah however many years ago. Um, he remembers <laughs> us, Mike, uh, who went on to Our Lady Peace? Sean and myself and Jimmy, uh, who was our singer at that point. He, re- he remembers the three of us being under the tables in the bar because a bar fight broke out. So <laughs> <laughs> I, you guys, are I don't playing. remember. He does. Uh, <laughs>
0: this is yeah. that one gig you played.
1: Yeah. Yeah. One. <laughs> was, oh my god. <laughs> and then the other the other the other thing i think that i can leave you with is i remember so we we didn't have a drummer then um jimmy used to be the drummer for the old plastic dolls the old plastic dolls were like a speed punk band and then the rebirth of plastic dolls was this new wave keyboardy they didn't have keyboards back then uh that's when i came in And uh, (laughs) so we had a drum machine, and it wasn't the 808, but it might have been the 909. The 808 being, the 808 being an iconic, iconic as we've talked about drum machine. Um, So I think I had the 909. It might have been the 707. I can't remember. (laughs) And all the, uh, all the like everything set up, and I got the 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 drum machine on my keyboard rack and or keyboard stand and everything else, and uh, we're about to come out. I walk out. I press play on the drum machine. It's whatever, whatever the yeah. beat was, you know. Sean and Mike come out. They grab their instruments and they start playing. And Jim comes out and he's dancing across the stage. And he steps on the power cord. <laughs> <laughs> the drum <machine> goes <laughs> Here we are, these these kids from Whitby in these like like silver LeMay suits. <laughs> In a dingy bar in downtown <laughs> Toronto or downtown-ish Toronto, um, with a drum machine and silence, <laughs> and we somehow we made it out alive. And I think that's—I think that's—that's—that could sum up my memory, my memories. The Larry's Plastic
0: dolls know. was it? That, that's in the—that's not the nineties yet, is it?
1: No, no, no. This would have been eighty, mid mid to late eighties.
0: Mid to late eighties at Larry's Hideaway on Carlton. Tripping over power cords.
1: Oh, no, it wasn't yet. No, it would definitely have been mid. It would be early to mid, if I think about it. Mid, hiding, mid,
0: hiding under tables. Wearing uh, makeup and white sequenced Lots outfits. of makeup. Lots, lots of, of makeup, makeup. makeup. For sure. Yeah, Back would, in the day, that was of, it, right? Lots
1: of hairspray. Had lots of Final <laughs> Net. We kept Final Net Ultra Hold on the shelves for many years.
0: And you're your hair is still like amazing. You still have your
1: hair. I do have my hair. You would think maybe all of it was the, maybe it was the final that Yeah. <laughs> Mike has his hair. Sean has his hair. Jimmy has his hair. Jeff has his hair. Jeff was later on, but in, in the band timeline. But yeah. So listen, let's let's go through, let's end it off by going through
0: all the members you played with plastic dolls. Uh what are they, what are they up to now? Do you know?
1: Uh, So, Sean Bass Player is an OPP officer, Uh, Mike Turner, who, as I mentioned earlier, went on to form Our Lady Peace with Rain, Uh, and he's doing a lot of production from the house. He did have the Pocket Studios down in the pocket, well, actually, south of the pocket, Uh, and then moved that into his house, and I know the last project I know he was working on was he was mixing the Mark Knopfler tour uh, audio each day. And I think what he was doing was mixing it down and then putting it up online. And then people could go and buy their their um, the show that they just went and saw or, or download the show that they just went and saw.
0: Which oh, nice. Came. When we talk
1: about monetization, That's we started this off with very interesting and from a monetization perspective. Yeah. Uh, and then... Uh, Jimmy is... Jimmy played what? He was a singer. He was a singer. He was the drummer originally. Singer, okay. Yeah. And then, uh, and in fact, his son, his son has uh, taken up in his dad's steps and uh, really, you know, has, 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 you know, very active in songwriting and recording and releasing his own music, which is awesome. So I think Jim's really, you know, supporting his son Jackson Jackson, with that
0: cool and who else who else was in the band
1: that was that was plastic dolls plastic dolls i think yeah plastic dolls was just the four of us okay uh cool yeah awesome man and that my
0: friends is volume one episode one of uh greg and lost venues exclusively on the Welcome to the Music podcast brought to you by Coke Zero.
1: And where can people find Welcome to the Music podcast if they're interested?
0: If people are interested, they can go to welcometothemusic.com and uh, from there, you'll find links to your favorite podcast player. So if you are uh, as Greg is a uh, iPhone enthusiast, you might like I- Apple podcasts. Or I know a lot of people on the iPhone like to use Pocket Casts as well. Great uh, podcast player that I use on my Android. But you can also find us on Spotify and uh, everywhere else that podcasts can be found, including SoundCloud.
1: 1985, oh no, shit! What? I blew it. (laughs) We're still recording, right? Yeah. Okay. And then later on, Jamie Pugh joined the band when we decided to replace the drum machine with a real drummer.
0: And no one's tripping over Jamie is what you're saying.
1: And nobody's tripping over Jamie perfect. Jamie's job, Jamie's job today still is so that nobody trips over people.